sure you register your kids, tell someone to register their kids, and if you'd like to jump on that team and serve, talk to the Welcome Center, and they will point you in the right direction. But listen, again, I don't say this lightly. Where you're sitting, kids are going to be sitting here hearing about the love of Jesus. So be praying. All the kids are going to be in this auditorium hearing about Christ. Some for the first time that are going to take it back to their family. They're going to say, why did you have such a great week? Well, I heard about this Jesus that loves me. And we're going to see families and communities impacted because of VBS and what Mega Sports Camp is going to do. So be praying for that. And then also, too, Church Picnic is the first uh, Sunday. And it's going to be August 7th. So just join us over at Palmer Park. And we're going to be sharing more information to come uh, with our Church Picnic. Uh, but at this point, what I'd like to do is I'd like to bring um, Luke Sareka up on stage. So Luke is our brand-new youth pastor. So can we uh, welcome uh, Luke? And so... Uh, and that's his uh, fiance Claire. So Claire, so this is so cool. I'll be brief, but we met Luke uh, down at Liberty, and uh, Claire was. Uh, they were both looking for jobs and in, you know internships, and so Claire and actually is up at City Church. So she's up at Josh Watts's church, and uh, Josh, uh, you take care of Claire because we're going to see her soon, right? Uh, but Claire's up in uh, up in Newcastle and serving the Lord with City Church and. And we got Luke, and so we're uh, thankful that Luke is here, and, and Luke is uh, just a recent grad from Liberty. He's a Philly guy, uh, but we're, uh, we're going we're gonna, to you know, help him along the way, right? Um, but uh, so Luke is here, and we couldn't be more thankful. Luke, uh, we've been praying for you. You have a great name, and we're going to, f- the church, we'll, we'll pray for the you know, grace of the church to try to figure this out. But anyway, uh, so 5th through 12th grade, this is your guy, and we can't wait for you to connect with him. He's a great guy, and uh, I can't, we can't wait to have Claire here. They're getting married in August, August 20th, right? So soon. And uh, so we're just so thankful that they're here. But uh, yeah, Ken, anything you want to say? Let's say, you know that. I always have something to say. Hey, I want to thank God. You know, as we build our team here, God brings us the people that we need to continue forward. And uh, we have been praying. We just believe that this is of the Lord, that we have asked him to join our team. Uh, Luke McLean has done a great job of making the youth ministry go in our uh, year of interim level. Luke has many responsibilities. So now we have Luke 2.0 here, and this is Luke 2.0, and, uh, and he's, he's doing a great job already. We're thrilled about what God's going to do. Uh, I'm, you know, when you hear people, he's a young guy, and uh, that's how I started here. We were all young once, right? And, uh, and it's hard to believe as I look back that I've been here over 30 years at this church serving in full-time capacity. And so that's our legacy, and we're hoping to build that in the future as we do that. So I want to encourage you folks, uh, there's no, no, uh, no, no lone ranger to youth ministry. It takes a church to have a youth ministry. And, uh, and we are looking forward to what God's going to do and growing him and seeing his leadership grow here at the church. But uh, I just want you to pray for him. So just write down Luke. And Claire, Claire is, like Luke said, she's doing an internship up at City Church there. She'll be down here. you count those days, I'm sure. <laughs> so, uh, Luke, is there anything that you would like to say to the congregation? I'm just so, oh, that, thank you. Appreciate that. Hi, guys. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm, I'm Luke, and I'm just so glad to be here. And I'm loving the area, and I'm loving everybody that I meet. And I'm still learning your names and still learning your faces, but I'm excited just to take on this student ministry because I've been called since I was in high school and I knew it was something that I've wanted to do and that I, if God tells me something to do, I was like, I can't say no to God. You know what I mean? It's like, I don't want to. <laughs> oh yeah. I'm, you guys can try all you want. And Claire, Claire is a Pittsburgh Steelers fan too. 
but I'm, I'm still Eagles all the way. But, but we'll see. I, I don't know. I'm just saying, good luck. But I'm just so excited to take the student ministry on. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's, uh, yeah, I bet. <laughs> we say that too. But we just say a different book. We're so thankful to God for this, this young guy. We're going to call our deacons up. Any of our deacons that are in the service, would you come up and join us? And we're just going to lay hands on him and pray over him. And uh, Luke, if you'll lead us uh, this time of prayer with our deacons here, all right? You know, as, uh, as we get ready to pray, I want to encourage you students. We have an event on Wednesday, and so we're going to be down on the field. You can check out our website. It's called Jelly Ball, and uh, we're going to have a great time on Wednesday. So this will be a great first time to meet Luke and to hear him share a little bit of his story and have fun. So it's 6 to 830 this Wednesday right here on our field. It's right on the front page of our website. Get signed up. We'd love to see you um, this Wednesday. So it's going to be real good. But let's, uh, let's go ahead and pray. Lord, thank you so much for bringing Luke here. Lord, we, uh, we, we just went to you in prayer. We went to you and, and asked you to provide. Uh, and it, we waited for a year. Uh, but, God, we waited because it was your timing. It wasn't our timing. And, Lord, I do thank you for Luke. And I thank you for his fiance Claire. And, Lord, just even from the first couple times of meeting them, Lord, just seeing the joy um, on their faces. Sometimes I think as believers, um, we have the joy in our heart, but sometimes we don't tell our faces. And so just from the get-go, just seeing the joy they had on their faces, even just the love they have for each other and the love that they have for students, um, just already just jumping in and uh, meeting kids and showing up to things and, you know, flipping hot dogs and hamburgers and hanging out at car cruises to going and serving other people in the community. Lord, it's just been amazing to see what you're already doing through Luke's life um, and what you're doing through Claire's life up at Newcastle. So, God, as we uh, continue to just watch this young man grow and just hear from you as he leads the, the youth of our church, Lord, I pray that all the youth in our church, that all the families would would look at their kids and, and, and say that, man, I'm going to lead you to know the Lord, and Luke is a part of that. And so, Lord, discipleship and leading our kids spiritually starts at home, that Luke is a part of the staff to help our church uh, lead their kids and students. And so, Lord, we um, just pray for just a, an awakening, Lord, in our, in our community, uh, Lord, as we uh, just watch what you're going to do. So, Lord, thank you for Luke. And, Lord, just uh, just start that fire in his heart even more, Lord. Just fan it and fan it as he goes after students. And, Lord, many who are uh, just on the fence spiritually, many who uh, may not even know you and being able to share with them for the first time, God, we are going to see amazing things to come. So, Lord, uh, we love you. We thank you for Luke. We thank you for Claire. And, again, we're going to sit back and watch what you're going to do through the lives of these two. We love you, and we just commit Luke to you in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen.
I realize it's not every day I get to have one of these when I start the message, right? This is what you're thinking about right now this time of year, isn't it? How many of you are ready to go to the beach? How many want to go to the beach? Yeah. How many of you would always like to go to the beach? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Well, we have a beach. It's called The Point. You can go down there. It's a cement beach, and you can go hang down there. We have a fountain. It's real nice. But I'll tell you what, I have a lot of good memories in summertime, and I know that you do. I was thinking people who live in climates where, like, it's warm all year, how nice that must be. Like, uh, you know, I went to a wedding yesterday, and it was outdoor wedding, and I'm like, you know what? In Pittsburgh, we have to cram all this stuff in like three, four months. You go places in the south. You know, they get to do this all year round. They get to have fun all the time. But uh, some, of, some of my my best memories in summertime, I'll tell you what, I love going on vacation. When the kids were little, we would take them, and I had this great idea that I was going to do the vacation for nothing, right? Do the vacation for very cheap. And so I found that the KOA in Canada, in Niagara Falls, Canada, you could stay there for like 10 bucks a night. Man, it was wonderful. So I loaded up the car, and I did, I mean, I was young, and I just didn't know better. But we put all the kids' bikes, we put two kids' bikes on, and my, my, me and my wife bike. I put them on the back of our minivan, and I took off, and all the way to Canada, those wheels were just spinning on the back of that thing, just going on forever, right? Then we get up there into Canada, and you're just having so much fun. You're just like, oh, this is wonderful. And, uh, and, and you know, and you, you try to make some memories. You try to go out and have a good time. And it's like, man, summer becomes a, a time of fun. And, and, uh, and, and we'd, we would take a bike trail. This was my idea because I want to do everything for nothing, right? So there's a bike trail up in Niagara Falls, Canada. It goes down to Niagara on the lake. And so I took an eight-year-old kid. My little eight-year-old Kara was eight years old at the time. Carice was ten. And uh, we biked all the way down there into Niagara on the lake. Now, if you know anything about it, it's really a nice ride down. <laughs> Coming back up, it's not enjoyable at all, especially after your kid gets stung by a bee, you know, and all the, all the joy that goes along with that, right? But uh, you know what? We're, we're looking for this happiness. And then later on, I had a sister-in-law. She moved to Hilton Head. Now come the beach ball and the sunburn. And all that fun stuff. And so we would go down there. And so that, th- these were our vacations. And so we, we just enjoyed them. And so as we're, as we're looking at this tonight, uh, this morning, I want to remind you that, man, there, there's something inside of us that's driving looking for happiness. There's something that says, man, if I just have the best family vacation, I'll be happy. Sometimes when you're in the middle of February and you're thinking about going to that beach in the middle of February, you say, if I can just make it to... To, to go to the beach, I'll be all right. I mean, t- you know, don't get me wrong. In the middle of February, I'm not thinking about the lovely surroundings that we have here, right? You're thinking about going to something that's a little bit nicer. But uh, I want to encourage you. We're going to be taking just a few weeks looking at the summer and the Psalms, and we're going to be looking at here, we're going to start off this morning looking at the bid for happiness. You know, it, it's, it's a big deal. It's, it, it's a big question. As you go throughout the book of Psalms, you'll find that there are many themes in the book of Psalms that are so important to us today. One of the big themes in the book of Psalms is, hey, is happiness attainable? Can you find happiness? Um, As a matter of fact, the very first verse, Psalm chapter 1, verse 1, and uh, as we jump into this verse 1, he says, Blessed is the man who walks not. So he starts out blessed. This word blessed, if you go into the Hebrew and you do a little Hebrew study on it, you'd find out it's the same word for happy. So you could translate it and say, happy is. 
And so he starts out here and he's saying, listen, happiness. When you're young, you think that eventually you're going to get happy whenever certain things happen in your life, don't you? You know, like, you know, if you just made, if you made an A on the test, you'd be happy. And then eventually, you know, if, uh, if you could get that driver's license, you'd be happy. Uh, if you could get that girl to notice you, you'd be happy, right? If, and then if you could, if you could just get out of high school, you'd be happy. I remember those days. I can't wait to get out of here. And if I could just get accepted to that college, well, they love to accept you. They love when you pay the bills, don't they? If I could just get accepted into that college. And then, then when you're there, you know, as a college student, a young man going through college, he's like, man, if I could just get a job, if I could just find a mate now. And so you start going through all these, and you keep looking for happiness at the next leg of the journey. And it's almost like this, this happiness is eventually I'll find it. And then what happens is on the other side of life, you start to, you know, it's like you climb, 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 and then you go down Sunshine Mountain. It's like, man, it's like, whoa, I, I was waiting for it, I'm waiting for it. Now you're like, well, I guess it's never going to happen because I, I had the job, I had the girl, I had this, I had that, I had everything. Everything that I was looking for, I finally got, and, well, I just didn't find that happiness. And so the Scriptures here, you know, they don't, the Scriptures don't tell us that happiness, that you can't get it, and the Scriptures don't tell us that it is just guaranteed that you'll have it. The Scriptures tell us that it is possible to be happy. He says, blessed is the man. I'm going to read the six verses of Psalm 1 here this morning. He says, blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked. Uh, When you see the word wicked there, you can replace it with ungodly. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and his law on his law he meditates day and night. He is like a tree planted by the streams of water that yields its fruit in its season, and its leaf does not wither. And all that he does, he prospers. The wicked are not so, but they are like chaff that the wind drives away. Therefore, the wicked will not stand in the judgment nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked will perish. And so we see six powerful verses here. This is the beginning, and he's setting the stage for the book. And when you're, you're coming to a book like Psalm, Psalms, there's 150 chapters. So there's your next seven years of sermons. No, I'm just kidding, all right? We're going to pick a few of them throughout the summer. We're going to, we're going to just highlight a few of the psalms. But I, I want to remind you that the psalms, the reason why do we call it psalms? Well, this was their, that's the Hebrew word for song. It was their song book. So they would, make, they would write these songs, and, and these were God-given scriptures, right? So they would sing them back to the Lord. And, uh, and so you could go through, like, we have our songs that we sing. All these were set to some sort of Hebrew rhythm and Hebrew, Hebrew, uh, Hebrew singing. And so he says here, he says, listen, the, you've got to understand that the, that the blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked. And so they're rejoicing and they're saying, listen, happiness is possible. Happiness is attainable. But what he does is he contrasts here the ungodly and the godly. He says, you know what, you think that you can find happiness on your own. And he says, but let me tell you where it's really found. And he, and he gives two pictures there, right? The first picture is the picture of the roots going down deep. 
Man, you know, whenever you, whenever you see those roots, and I love to go fishing, man. Whenever you go out fishing, you see those roots. That, a tree has a tremendous root system. And as you look at that tree up there, you see it's able to take the storms because it's got a tremendous root system. And when the tree is planted by the water, where do those roots go? Right to the water, right? They go, they go right to where the water is. Uh, I've, I've got this tree in my backyard that I've never pruned. But God prunes it for me. Every now and then a storm whips in, right? And there's branches. There's all kind of debris. And, and we go pick them up. I'm like, okay, thank you, Lord. You helped me. You saved me a little bit more money today. I didn't have to pay somebody to prune this, right? And, and, but what happens is I've got these roots. You should see the roots, some massive roots that are coming up out of the, out of the uh, dirt there. They're looking for water. But the tree that is planted by the, by the stream, that's planted by the water, it says, man, he will not be moved. Oh, I love that. The, blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, but uh, his delight is in the law of the Lord. He says that he, he is like a tree planted by the streams that yields fruit in its season. And then by contrast, he says, you're like, the wicked are like the, the, the chaff. And so what the chaff was, this is the next picture he shows you. The chaff was the, the, the shell of the wheat. And so they would, they would crack the shell of the wheat, right, for the harvest. And so the way that you would separate the shells of the wheat from the actual wheat would be to throw it up. So they would have these, uh, these pans, if you will, baskets, and they would just throw it up. And the wind would take the chaff, and all the good stuff would come back down. And he says, listen, that's what the ungodly are like. Whenever you don't, whenever you're trying, you're going out there, you're looking for your happiness in some other way outside of God. He says, that's what your life is like. You're, you're like the chaff that just gets blown away. But as we look at this this morning, I want you to catch there's a few things about happiness. Like, man, this is what we're looking for. This is what we're, you're driving for. And there's probably not a person in here that's come in and says, I don't want to be happy today. I mean, I think about that all the time. I want to be happy every day. I hate being upset. I hate being down. I hate being over, overwhelmed. I want to be happy. But I'll tell you what, the, the scriptures here have shown you that you can be happy all the time. And you're like, what? What are you on today, right? Well, let me show you. I'm on to God's word here. And this is what he says here. First of all, I want you to catch this. Happiness doesn't come from my circumstances. Would you say that with me? Happiness doesn't come from my circumstances. Read it as I put it on the screen. Happiness can't be found in my circumstances. You can't find your happiness. You're going out and you're looking for it. And this is what we do. We go and we look for it. We look for it by looking for the better day. We're coming and saying, man, I want the better day. I, want, I, I, I remember when it was better. I want to go back to when it was better. If you're older, maybe you're saying that right now about our world. How many times have we said that? I catch myself saying it. Well, you know, when I was a kid, the world was much better. I'm like, man, them old people used to say that whenever I was a kid. Look at me. Now I'm an old people, and I'm saying the same thing that they did. And you know what my kids will do when they become old people? They'll say the same thing that old people say. Man, why? Because it was good. Let me tell you, it's always getting worse. And it's not going to get better. We're in a downward spiral. If you read the Bible, you know the end of the story. It's going to get worse before it gets better. And as we look at this, man, you know, think of young families like the Jones family here this morning, Zach and Jackie. We're dedicating their little boy Noah this morning, man. 
They can raise these kids in today's world, even though uh, the older generation, we go, man, this is really hard. But I'll tell you what, God's given them the power and the strength to do it. Amen? Let's thank God for these folks, man. I thank God for you guys. All right? But, but listen, happiness doesn't come from my circumstances. We go through seasons of life. Look here, verse 3 says, He is like a tree planted by the streams of water that yields its fruit in its season. Uh, the, the psalmist here is saying, listen, there are seasons of life just like there are seasons, right? So if you go through the seasons, he says it yields its fruit in its season. He may not always yield the fruit, but the fruit is coming. And I want you to think about seasons because we understand seasons here. Do we not? Man, this is our season. We are so thrilled right now. You're outside every moment possible. You're enjoying the sunshine. Like, I couldn't believe it. We've had days without clouds even. This is amazing, right? That's called a season. I know that that won't even last for the summer season. Like, you know, it's the record heat. We're, we're loving life out there. But it's a season, and I know what's coming. It's called September, October, November. The fall season. Then we go right into the winter season. And, you know, when you're in the summer season, you think, man, I've often said it. If the weather were like this all the time, people would actually move to Pittsburgh, you know. (laughs) But let them come in February. And they say, why would any human live there, right? Because it is so cold here. Oh, it's beautiful, but it's just cold, right? So listen, as you look at this, there's a season And he says that those who are going after God, and I want you to, when you see that word water there, I want you to put in living water. Jesus said that he is the living water. I want you to take your roots down deep into the living water. See, my roots can't go down. If I'm going to a season of circumstances, my roots can't go down deep there. As much as we had good memories going on vacation and going to Niagara Falls and staying in the KOA and sweating to death in the KOA, as good as those memories are, let me tell you, those are memories. I can't put my roots into a temporary situation. I can't go put my roots into, into, hey, you know what, honey, you want to move to the KOA in Canada? Sounds inviting, doesn't it? But let me tell you, They have worse winters than we do. I heard that Niagara Falls even freezes over. I don't care to see it. (laughs) Listen, that's wonderful. I want to go to the warmer in the winter, right? And that's what we do. You can't go to, to something temporary. You can't go to a circumstance to get your joy. And so the scriptures here, he says, listen... Uh, the, the man who, who's going to have joy, blessed is the man, happy is the man who meditates on the Lord day and night. He's like a river planted by the streams of water that yields its fruit in season. Its leaf does not weather, and all that he does. Now, I love it. When, when you see this statement, pay attention in the Bible. All that he does, he prospers. Like, this is how life God intended. And all that he does, he prospers. This is big. God says, listen, there is storms coming, and I want you to be ready for the storms, but I want your roots to go down deep, and I want them to go down deep into me, not into the things that I give you. Listen, 
we sometimes look at the blessings of God and we say, man, look what God gave us. We have air conditioning. Don't get me wrong. We thank God for everything that we have. But sometimes we're looking at things that aren't even blessings. And we're making them bigger. And we're saying, man, God. You know what? Sometimes it's a dry season that is a blessing. Sometimes it's whenever you don't have something that God pulls you closer to himself. Sometimes that's where the real blessing is. So, so in the spring and the summer, you think it's good. In the winter, you think you're dying. Uh, in the droughts, in the drought, you think you're going to starve to death. He says that, listen, I want to produce joy. Over in Psalm 4-7, he says this, You have put gladness in my heart more than in the season that their grain and wine increase. The season of grain and wine is a fun one, isn't it? In other words, when things are abounding, when things are good and plenty. He says, Lord, you have put gladness in my heart. There's more gladness in my heart than in the harvest of the people who have no God. And listen, the harvest is a fun time. When there's harvest, it's plentiful. But the psalmist was likely in a dry season here. And in that dry season, he says, you have put more gladness in my heart than, uh, than, than in the harvest, the, those that do not have you, in their great harvest filled with, with wine and with grains. Um, ver- number, number two today I want to share with you this is that happiness comes from deep roots. Happiness comes when my roots are deep in Christ. Read that with me. Happiness comes when my roots are deep in Christ. So I, I can't put my roots into, into something temporary. I can't go to my circumstances because your circumstances are always changing. One of the things that I love about the scriptures that tell us that Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. All may change, but Jesus will never change. And so I want to encourage you. You will find happiness when your roots are deep in Christ, not whenever the health problem goes away. Not whenever your marital status changes. Not whenever you get the promotion at work. Not whenever my financial situation is totally different. Happiness comes when my roots are down deep into Christ. And you know, the world, is, the world has an opposite view on this, don't they? The world says you get happiness whenever you have total freedom. And you can do whatever you want to do, and you can, you can just uh, live your life, and nobody's going to tell you what to do. Nobody's going to stop you. Well, C.S. Lewis likened that same discussion uh, to a fish. He says, hey, listen, the fish. Now imagine the fish that is contained in the, in the, confined in the, into the waters of the ocean. He says, man, I want to get out of the water. So the fish flops himself out of the water. And true, he's no longer contained to the water. He flops himself and he's flopping on to the shore. But is he happy anymore? No. Why? Because fish were made for water. And the very same thing, C.S. Lewis goes in and he says, the very same thing is true for you and I. We were made for God. You were not made for something temporary. You were made for something eternal. Last week we looked and said that, that uh, you were made in the likeness and in the image of God. Male and female, he created you in the likeness and the image of God. So when you're looking at life, happiness does not come from, the, from these things that are temporary. They come from the things that are eternal. And you have the image of God on you. So therefore, you are not going to be happy when you think that you've escaped the confines of whatever 
God says, listen, I have given you these confines. I've given you my word. I've given you this area of safety. And you think you're always safer by leaving my shelter. God says, no, 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 no. Come unto my shelter and there you will find joy. There you will find peace. There you'll find real safety. But happiness comes when my roots are deep in Christ. Verse 4, he says, the wicked are not so. They're like the chaff that the wind drives away. When we don't have our roots deep into the living water, when our roots are going down, man, listen, we're like the chaff. He doesn't even say like a tree that fell. (laughs) Like, I would go there, wouldn't you? I'd be like, well, here's the tree that's got its roots down deep. You'd be like a tree that has no roots. He takes it a step much simpler. He says it's like the chaff. You throw it up. I've told you before, that's like when I cut the grass in my neighborhood. I seed everybody's lawn. I cut it and I leave it lay there. And then the wind blows and it helps my neighbor get better looking lawns. That's what happens. So next time you cut your grass and you leave it lay there, remember, it's my life without God. That's what it is. My life without God is like that grass. It's just going to be blown. And you know what? You leave it lay there in a few days, it's gone. The, The chaff blew away immediately. The grass at least lays there a few days. But he says, listen, you're, 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 you're like, it's like that. It's gone so fast. Therefore, verse 5, therefore the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor the sinners in the congregation of the righteous. I want you to catch this. He says, the wicked, the ungodly, will not stand in the judgment. So what does he mean there? Will not stand in the judgment. Well, the scriptures tell us very clearly, Hebrews 9.27 says, just as it is appointed to man once to die, after that comes the judgment. So we will all stand before God. It's a point on the man wants to die. Then we will stand before God in, the, in, the, in judgment. And thanks be to God, Christ died on the cross to pay for our sins so that we can have eternal life. But I want you to think about this. He says that the wicked will not stand. Another translation uses the word there, survive. The wicked will not survive. And if you go back and look at the word study of it, it's true. The wicked will not survive the judgment. Yes, they will stand before God, but they will not stand in the judgment. They will not make it through. They will pass the negative judgment of the hand of God because they have missed the point that Christ died on the cross, paid for their sin, and came back to life. Jesus says there's only one way to get to God. It's through Jesus Christ. He said, I am the way, the truth, the life. No man comes unto the Father but by me. And so if you're going through your life and you say, man, I'm getting my happiness, I'm getting my joy from all these other things, and many of the things that we do, we're missing out on them. We're missing out on the real joy because the real joy comes when those roots go down deep. Jesus said it like this. He said in Mark 8:36, he said, For what does it profit a man that, the, that he gains the whole world and lose his own soul? For what will a man give in exchange for his own soul? What will a man give in return for his own soul? Many people have given their life to a job. Many people have given their life to pleasure. Many people have given their life to whatever. And we've missed. Man, listen, God says, listen, there's something deeper here. And the older that you get, the more that you can see something's missing. Something's rattling my soul. Something's not right inside. Our world is out of control crazy right now because they're going and they're looking for this. They're looking for 
fun, not just on a summer vacation, but on every day. They're looking for what makes me feel good right now. God says, if you're going to go looking for summer all the time, if you're going to be looking for the season of summer, you've missed it. I want you to come to me because I will take you down deeper. Now the psalmist says, he says, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, of the ungodly. I want you to check this out. Blessed are the man who walks not. Walk is an action. Who's doing life in these areas. Who does not take the counsel of the ungodly. You know, counsel, the word there is advice. Does not take the advice of the ungodly. There's a lot of people, things happen in your life. If they don't have God, they don't have the advice that you need. He says, blessed is the man who does not walk in the advice of the ungodly, nor stand in the way of sinners. Uh, This word stand there is giving us the idea of behave. So blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel, getting the advice, the things, when you're getting advice, that's changing the way you think. And then who does not behave the way of the sinners or the way of the world, the way of the ungodly, nor sit in the seat of the scoffers. In Jewish culture, you would sit among your people. Um, Men would sit with the men. The women would sit with the women. Uh, The older people would sit with the older people. The younger people would sit with the younger people. And what he's talking about here is where you find your identity. And so he says, blessed is the man who doesn't go to the world for his advice. He doesn't let his mind become consumed by the way the world thinks. He doesn't think the way that the world thinks. Paul said it, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. He says, blessed is the man who does not walk that way, who does not act like the ungodly. And secondly, uh, thirdly, who does not identify with the ungodly. Does not come. And this is, this is really big, folks. Now catch this. If, if you need... Somebody who doesn't have God to give you approval. You're missing it. I have found that I don't need approval from too many people outside of God. Down deep, yeah, I want everybody to like me. And so do you. And I'll tell you what, when you're young, I think you'll do just about anything so that people will like you. I'll say what you want me to say. I'll hang out with you. I'll be with you. I'll act like you. I will walk in the counsel of the ungodly. I will act like you. And I will get my identity from your approval. And God says, no, 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 no. You've missed the joy. Happiness does not come that way. Happiness comes when you meditate. His delight is in the law of the Lord. Now I want you to catch this. How do my roots get deep? How do you grow deep roots? Um, th- this, is, this is challenging, right? Well, when you have the water, you'll crave it. The roots will go after it. How do I grow deep roots? Number one, time in the Word of God. We have to spend time in God's Word. Um, it, it's going to take time. Look what he says, verse 2. His delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. His delight is not coming from the approval of somebody on earth. 
His delight is in the law. When you see the word law, think the, the complete scripture. Look at the whole of the Bible, okay? His delight is in the words of the Lord, God's word. On his word does he meditate day and night. So let me tell you how this works. When, when you see that word meditate, I think a lot of us get a little bit afraid, right? You think, oh, thinking burning incense, sitting with my legs all like I'll never get up again. Okay? But that's not necessarily the meditation that God's talking about here. He says, meditate. Let your mind think and dwell on his word day and night. Well, how do you do that when there's other things to do? Well, first of all, you meet with him every day. You open his word and you read his word. Open the Bible uh, and you read his word every day. Your, your roots will crave it. Uh, just this week I was with uh, up here at the car cruise, which is fun, man. It's really fun. I want to encourage you guys to come on up, check it out. There's a lot of kids up here this week. It was an exciting place and a lot of cars. And, but I went over and I was talking with people in the gym. And we have, we have a, a table over there in the gymnasium at the car cruise. It says free Bibles, just like we have in our foyer. And, and, and I saw somebody take their friend and say, hey, you've got you to gotta check out this Bible. And this person started to tell about how that they went to church, and whenever they went to church as a young person, that they were never taught to open the Bible. And they didn't know that you could read the Bible. They thought that was for, for the pastor, right? So, so they got into the Bible, and they, and they started putting the Bible, and they, and they, they take notes, and they study, and, and they don't just read it now. They, they're studying it. They've gotten into God's Word, and you know what? It wasn't because anything the pastor said. It wasn't because of anything that anybody said. It's because they found the living water and their roots went, whoo! You liked that one, didn't you? (laughs) And that's what's going to happen in your life. I tell people all the time, if you pick up the Word of God, go out in the foyer. I've got these Bibles out there. They're written in today's English. Go pick that up and start in the book of John. I talked to somebody else a few weeks ago. They told me, man, I started over here in the Old Testament. I finally made it to the New Testament. I said, well, maybe you should start over here. They're like, well, thanks for telling me now. (laughs) Listen, I want you to know, it will drive your roots down deep, and you will find what you've been looking for because you won't find it over here. Now, I'm still going to go away this year. You know, this doesn't mean that you don't – sorry. Just throw that back up here. I've got to keep an eye on the junior hires down here. So, Listen, he says, still okay to have fun. I have more fun than anybody. I always tell people, I have more fun sober than most people do intoxicated. And, uh, and why? Because I'm high on Jesus. I'm hooked on who he is. My roots have gone way past anything that you need to sedate yourself. And I want your roots to go way past anything that you think you need to self-medicate or self-sedate. Listen, the world we live in, we self-sedate, we self-medicate constantly. How do I grow my roots? I get down deep into the Word of the Lord, and, uh, and I start to, to get to know Him, and I, uh, and I walk with Him. He says, uh, he says here, for the Lord knows the way of the righteous. And, and what he's talking about, the Lord has an experiential knowing. 
and he wants you to experientially know him. In other words, get into his word and trust him and, and like let him, take him at his word. Actually pray. You read something, pray it back to him. Uh, the second thing, how do I grow my roots deep, is to spend time with the people of God. You know, I'll tell you what, the people of God have been the biggest encouragement in my life. I have the Lord, then I have the people of God. He says, don't sit in the way of the sinner. Don't sit in the way of the ungodly. But be in his word. But he's given us this community right here. So I want to encourage you, man. Just keep keep going. Keep going. You know, I, I love the fact that we do this once a week. It's a check-in. We come in, we check in. We're like, yeah. I've talked to a few people who've been watching online. They're like, man, I really miss being there. You know why? Because you're missing people. You're missing the family of God. You're missing the, this, this encouragement to follow God. Man, I've been with a few friends lately, and we meditated on the Lord day and night. And that's what we tried to do. doesn't mean that we don't think about other things, do other things. It means that that's the number one in our life. And I'll tell you what, I was with a, a, couple, a couple of my friends, and, 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 and we're talking, and we're seeing how good things happen. And the one guy turned and said, man... Aren't we thankful for what God has done in our life? And you know what we were doing there? We were meditating on the word of the Lord because we took the spiritual principle of his word and we said, thanks be to God. And so I want to encourage you, this will ooze out. It will ooze out. It's like fruit. That's what fruit. You don't produce fruit. God produces the fruit. You take and come to the, come to the word of the Lord and let God take those roots down deep. Let's close in prayer. With our heads bowed and eyes closed this morning, I want to encourage you as we prepare to close the service and just before we sing our closing song, I want to ask you today, maybe you've been looking for joy, you've been looking for happiness, and you realize that, man, I'm not going to get it from something temporary. I'm not going to get it from... The ungodly. I'm not going to get it from pleasure. I'm not going to get it from even good things that are temporary. I've got to get it from the Word of God. And, and I want to encourage you today to, to just start spending more time in the Word of the Lord. Uh, you know, summer's the time when people drift. You can drift off of many things in the summer. Our schedules have all changed. Your whole life's a little bit in disarray, thinking about going and coming. But I want to encourage you, don't drift. Dig deeper. Take your life and be like that man who's like the tree that is planted by the water that will not be moved. Father God, I pray for each one in this room. And if you're here this morning and you haven't opened your heart to Jesus Christ this morning, maybe that's your first step. Just call on him and say, Dear Jesus, I need you. And just pray something like this. Dear Jesus, I need you and I'm a sinner. And I need a Savior. I, I, I believe that you died on the cross, that you were buried, that you rose again, that you came back to life again for me. And I place my faith in you right now. I invite you into my heart, to my soul. And for others this morning, maybe, maybe God's speaking to you. Maybe, maybe you've been on the, well, it'll get better and I'll be, get happier. Maybe God's wanting to take you to a little bit deeper relationship with Him. 
And then you can be 30 years, 40 years, 50 years from now. Like that tree that's roots are down deep. And God produces fruit in its seed. Father God, be with each one of us as we look at your word this morning. And we begin this journey of uh, just seeing these wonderful things that you've given for us. God, we thank you that you've given us the, the path to happiness. And it's found in Jesus Christ. In your name we pray. Amen. Would you stand with me, please? As we get ready to close up today, just singing Sea of Victory again this morning. Should I toss this? Thank you. 